Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Rebecca. And this is Chills. Thrills. And Kills. And we can actually see each other so we yeah. can say it real fast. So weird. <laughs> I know, it's so strange. Oh my gosh. So guys, today is our first ever serial serial ch- chillers chronicles. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> It's fine. It's new. It's going to take a minute. <laughs> well, that and so as a child, I had a speech impediment, so I couldn't actually say my R's. Oh, well, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> Which is great since my name's Rebecca. <laughs> uh, so sometimes like words like cereal, for instance, fuck me up. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, well. yeah, anyways, so this is what we're calling the Serial Chiller Chronicles. There are three R's in that. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was cute. <laughs> it, it's adorable. I'm just being an asshole. So, <laughs> yeah, so finally we got enough stories to start one of these. So make sure you guys keep sending those in so we can make this a monthly thing. Actually, we want to make it happen twice monthly, so really get on it. And also, thank you for the ones you already have sent in. We appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going to light my heathen hippo candle to get in the mood. If you hear little pops or cracks in the background, it's a woodwick, so it makes those really spooky cracking noises. Nice and spooky. And I'm just going to wait for Katie to do that. (laughs) with those nice brand new matches she got from this little gift box i sent her and if you guys want to watch that little not really gift exchange because it was just one gift but if you want to watch that subscribe to our patreon yeah it was cute (laughs) i'm so happy she loved it and i know i'm like pushing my hair out of my face constantly so sorry yeah, that may happen with both of us. So, again, sorry. <laughs> yeah, just get get used to it. Um, I haven't had a haircut because I live in California where quarantine is only, like, just beginning to somewhat lift. And now masks are once again mandatory. It's It's been a wild ride, you guys. Uh, see, we haven't... It hasn't been mandatory to wear a mask in North Carolina, but now it is. Like, the, it just became a thing, like, last week. And people are... So super pissed about it so that's Which fun. Is like it's it's ridiculous like we have been wearing half of the population has been wearing bras for forever mm-hmm. for a much more stupid purpose so if you want to complain about things not being comfortable fight yeah. me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but that's a whole nother topic <laughs> that's a whole nother topic and this episode's not really about us so i'm gonna get into a listener story Okay. So this first story is actually sent in by one of my favesies new people. So this is sent in by Dominique of uh, Let's Wine About Murder, which is a, I know she's the sweetest. Uh, Her podcast with her friend Taylor is actually amazing as well. So please go check them out. But after you listen to this. Yeah. She'll be there. It's fine. (laughs) She'll be there. She's waiting. She's super eager and she's just great. So here we go. Dominique says, 
Hey there, my favorite chillers, thrillers, and killers. I adore the podcast, and I have had the pleasure of messaging Rebecca back and forth, and she's the coolest. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Katie seems like a doll as well. <laughs> yeah, you little smile. Uh, you asked for listener stories, so here you go. I know you plan to cover the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Haha, ha, just did. <laughs> so I won't go too much into detail about the history or anything so you get, to, so you get a chance to do that real quick. Uh, it's old, it's haunted, tons of lobotomies, death, patients murdering patients, doctors torturing patients, suicides from, from the staff as well as residents, and a short stay from Charles Manson. Did you cover that part? No, I actually didn't see that. Hmm. We Fun may fact. have to do a little revisit mm-hmm. at some point. A short stay from Charles Manson while he was living with his aunt in West Virginia. Okay. The Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is one of my favorite places to go. I don't know why, but good on you. Uh, and it's about an hour drive away. It's very active from the smells and feelings to the noises and touches. On the geriatric ward, I could smell urine very heavily in the common area. Sounds like downtown LA. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like downtown anywhere. (laughs) Does it? Downtown Vancouver smells fine, but what do I know? Well, well, maybe it's just my city too then. All right. (laughs) Sorry, this is like a giant word wall. So I'm trying to figure out where I am. Ah. Urine. That's where you were. I know, but like there's literally no paragraph separation. (laughs) In the the women's ward, you can smell sweet perfume and feel a sense of sorrow and abandonment. It was very common for husbands to get sick of their wives and dump them off there and never come back. (sighs) You could be checked in for reading too much, crying, wearing pants, talking back, and even just accidentally burning food. Hmm. I'm guilty of every single one of those. Yeah, we'd be fucked. (laughs) Ah, yeah. In one of the rooms, I could smell turpentine and felt hot. I was told by the guide that this room had been burnt down by a patient using turpentine and some old playing cards, and the room was only partially restored before the building closed for good. Okay. (laughs) I don't like that. We then moved on to a smaller room with peeling paint and dirty floors with unlit cigarettes in the window. Unlit cigarettes in the windows? Like on the windowsill? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Visitors brought gifts for the resident of the room to get him to interact. All right. Sacrificial offering. (laughs) (laughs) As I was looking in the window at the stale cigarettes and little notes left, I felt someone touch my butt. Uh -uh. (laughs) I don't mean a brush or a tap. I mean a full ass cheek squeeze. I mean, Dom, I can't really blame them because I've seen you and you're gorgeous, but ew? Yeah, ew. (laughs) I turned around, fully ready to smack my husband's hand, only to find no one was near me. 
I ignored it and moved to the closet. While peeking inside, I felt a tug on my hair and a breath on my neck. I spun around to see I was alone. Everyone had moved into the hallway. I ran out, breathing heavily, and told the guide. She said that was just Larry, the old pervert, and he loved to smell young women with long hair. Oh, no big deal. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, okay. He was fascinated with grabbing a handful of booty and liked to grab their hair to smell it. I left that area in a hurry because I was not trying to get felt up by a 150-year-old perv. Mm-mm. Yeah. We move into the boys' ward. It felt dreadful. We explored at our own pace, and I found myself in a bathroom. It had two tubs and two toilets, and at one point had a dividing wall. As I looked into the tub to the right, I began to cry. I started weeping and yelling, I'm dying. I'm dying in the tub. I can't stop the blood. I'll never escape this place. Um, I hate that. I just, I just want to stop reading her story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> All righty then. The guide made me leave the room and take some deep breaths. She stated I must have been feeling what the boy who died there felt. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> She'd said that a young boy was pushed into the tub and stabbed. And bled out in there as his last word and his last words were reported as I'll never get to leave. Mm. Um I hate I, that. Yeah. Uh by the way, guys, neither one of us has read these stories. I had my boyfriend read over them and then yeah. assign them to us. Yeah, so this is fresh. <laughs> Genuine reactions! Yay! <laughs> I know this is long, so I'll tell you about one more thing. We moved to the criminally insane ward. Charles Manson stayed in a room there for a month or so, according to the guide. As we're walking through, you can feel anger, hate, and misery. I felt a burning on my face. I kept saying, someone is scratching me. I need to leave. I'm getting scratched. Almost as soon as the words left my mouth, blood started trickling from my nose. Uh-uh. No. No. Yikes. As I pulled out my phone to use the camera like a mirror, we found I had a cut from inside my nose against the septum wall, rounding out to the outside septum and around to the other nostril, like someone hooked me inside and swiped their fingernail. Oh. Girl, Mm-mm. why are you doing this to us? <laughs> I mean, thank you, but no. Mm-mm. It was painful. It was confusing. It was insane. It was awesome. <laughs> on a light note, my now husband proposed to me on the front step of the asylum back in November 2018. Oh, Thank you, ladies. That was cute. I mean, the, the rest the of the story last was not part, cute. The last part was cute. The rest <laughs> of that was horrifying. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, gosh. Okay, time for you to read me a story. Okay, let's see. So my first one is from Dominique as well. Okay. <laughs> Again, love her podcast. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's Let's Whine About Murder. Yeah. And it says, <laughs> sent to us by Dominique. Second story because she is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree. I also agree. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She says, so let's get into it. It was late one night, and I was upstairs with my then-fiancé, now husband, in our Charleston, West Virginia home. We were watching Friends, and all was quiet and peaceful until bang, bang, bang on the front door. Mm -mm. We both rushed down the stairs, and he goes to open the door, to which I quickly put my hand on the door and shout, Are you out of your damn mind? Good job. Puzzled, he looked at me as I said, Karen and Georgia, my favorite murder, would be so pissed at you. (laughs) (laughs) I shout to the mysterious person on the other side, can I help you? And Amanda responded, help me, please, I need help. They're after me and they have a gun. Okay. Nope, 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 nope. Still on my wits about it, I yelled back, I'm not opening this door, but I'll call the cops for you. Good girl. I dial 911 and frantically tell the operator that someone is claiming to be chased down by people with a gun and he's outside my door. The operator told me to ask if they were still there, if a weapon was present, or if the cops needed to know anything before entering the scene. I relay the info to the stranger who calmly responded, (laughs) who calmly responded, I'm naked. At to which point I rush to the window, look out, and to my disgust and horror, I see <laughs> I see the <laughs> the biggest meth marked covered ass I have ever seen. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> I need to be friends with this girl because her storytelling is just wonderful. I told the operator he was naked, and they instructed me to pass a blanket out there t- out there through the door to hide his little twig and berries from any kids who might be around. <laughs> oh, gosh. As I do, I get hit with the worst stench I've ever smelt. Ew. Mm, yeah, took- unwashed meth heads. Gross. He took the blanket and then proceeded to sit cross-legged on my welcome mat with his butthole on my damn rug. (laughs) (laughs) The cops come and quickly realize he had gotten high and took his clothes off and then lost them and assumed he was being hunted. They took him to go find his clothes and promptly left the porch. Woo! That's over. We go back upstairs, and we're going on about how crazy that was, and then ten minutes later, bang, 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 the man was back. This time, he was trying to break down the door, losing his fucking mind. Scared now, it was no longer funny. I called 911 again. The cops quickly circled back around and dragged the now fully clothed man off my porch. A week later, he was on a local episode of Cops for drugs. Who would have guessed? I had to throw out the welcome mat, and I will never get that blanket back. And now I have the story of the naked meth man. Not to be confused with another local story, Mothman. (laughs) 
Yeah, plays your favorite podcast sister, Dominique. <laughs> Dominique, we love you. Wait, That's yeah. just. But also, That's okay, great. so you will never get that blanket back. But in all honesty, do you even want to? Yeah, Mm-mm. I would just, I would just take that loss. Mm-mm. I'd burn it. Like the I, welcome mat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that. That was that all right. Some, some very interesting images in my head. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So this next story is sent to us by one of our followers from the Facebook group, Amy. Hi, Amy. So Amy says, Hello, ladies. I wanted to share with you my honest-to-goodness ghosty experience. Mm. This, w- <laughs> Yes. This will be wordy, so fair warning. It was a spring morning in 1986. My husband and I were newlyweds and recently moved into a duplex, which was, a cl- which was as close to a house that we could afford in Los Angeles, mood, <laughs> in a nice community near LAX airport. Yeah. That's really expensive over there. Jesus. Okay. (laughs) It was quaint and cozy and looked frozen in time as it was built in the 1940s for servicemen after World War II. All right. I'm sensing a World War II ghosty. (laughs) I loved my little kitchen, but the only dishwasher in it was gonna be me. No, thanks. (laughs) There was a lace-covered curtain covering the door that led out to the driveway on the side of the house where my car was parked. My husband left after breakfast for his commute to work, and I planned to continue getting our house in order. I began washing dishes. There was a wall above the sink and a doorway to my right that led to the hallway where our bathroom was on one end and bedroom on the other. In the narrow hallway where were ceiling-to-floor cabinets on one wall, and directly on the wall across was one of those full-length mirrors I'd had my husband put up. Seconds before I actually looked up, I felt that I was being watched. No thanks. Uh, My hand stopped washing, but stayed underwater. I raised my head very slowly, and I looked into the hall mirror. That's when I saw him. A very tall, raw-boned man dressed in a blue work shirt and blue jeans. Do you know what raw-boned means? Is it just, like, bones only? That's what I'm thinking. But that he has clothes on. Okay. All right, let's go with it. (laughs) Uh... His back was against the cabinets, and he stood still, his chin pointed downwards towards his chest, and his eyes stared stared right into mine. I felt the way a deer in the woods probably feels staring down a hunter. Our eyes were locked on one another, and then I lowered mine. I let out a small breath, and looking down at my dishwasher, I spoke. Dishwater, not dishwasher. She's the dishwasher. <laughs> I remember that I knew that I was pretending to be normal, to act as if I wasn't alarmed. But my legs were heavy, paralyzed. I said something silly to my hands. I think it was, well, that's that for now. (laughs) I shook them dry, even though a towel was on the counter. Every cell in my body was quivering, and I didn't dare look at him again. I turned in slow motion, and then I skated the two steps it took to my kitchen door. 
I twisted open the deadbolt and yanked the chain off the top lock and jumped the two steps off the concrete porch. I hit the ground hard and just ran. I ran up the neighborhood and towards a major street heavy with morning traffic. Of course, I didn't have any money on me, and back then it was about a quarter to make a call from a phone booth. I bummed that outside of a liquor store and called my brother. He picked me up, and together we went back to my place. On the way, we both tried to figure out how this man got into my home. Other than the kitchen door, there was only the front door. The windows were casement, and we had nails, so they could only be raised so high for security. Okay. (laughs) It wasn't a mystery to me because I knew. He looked as real as any human, but I was alone one minute, and then the next split second after, I felt somebody was there. I saw him in the broad light of day. When we told our landlords about this, they looked at each other in that way that people do when they know something but aren't sure they should talk about it. Mm. Oh, great. Love the landlords. Our landlord... Our landlords were an elderly couple who, after listening to my description of my gentleman visitor, told me that he was the previous owner. They said that he was a carpenter and had built those that wall of cabinets that I saw him leaning against. This man had been dead for about 30 years, according to my landlords. To this day, I remember the cold chill that surged through me when my landlords told me that the man who watched me that morning was the now-deceased person who used to live in my house. Mm -mm. I know that he waited until my husband was gone, and he wanted me to see him. I never saw him again, and almost 35 years later, I still haven't forgotten my fright flight from him. (laughs) Thanks, CTK. Oh, that totally reminded me of... A personal ghost story, which I'll have to tell at one point, but there's nothing worse than turning around and seeing something that you totally do not expect. (laughs) Yeah, I usually have only ever seen spirits when I, like, wake up and they're there in front of me. Yeah, no, this, um, ugh, just thinking about it gives me super bad chills. (laughs) Yeah, that was frightening as hell mm-hmm. so thank you again Amy we appreciate you mm-hmm. alright so my next one is from Mysteria Wayne great name that is a lovely name I love it alright so it was a spring morning in 1986 wasn't your story in 1986 I think so let me let me go back yeah did luke do this on purpose (laughs) what did luke do this on purpose (laughs) uh based off of the fact that he didn't even spell check (laughs) i'm gonna guess no (laughs) i think i honestly think he just put them in the order that we got them (laughs) Oh, well, coincidence. So it was a spring morning in 1986. My husband and I were newlyweds and recently moved to a... This is the same story. Okay. Good job, Luke. So that... Yeah, this is the same story. (laughs) I was about to say, wait a minute, there's no way. (laughs) Yeah, they both moved into the same duplex. 
Okay, so do you not have an additional story? Hold on, I think I have two more, but let me... Sorry, guys, we will definitely work out the kinks for next time. Yeah, I think I have one more. All right, and this was sent to us by Alex, who is in our Facebook group. All right, it says, Hey, guys, loving the podcast. Thank you. This shit still gives me chills and killed me, to be honest, but here we go. I live in a student house that's over 150 years old, and there's a shitload of paranormal activity seen by all six of the other people who I live with, too. It began with small things when we moved in, like cupboards being opened or stuff being moved, the lights flickering, doors opening slightly, which we just blamed on us forgetting, us forgetting on where we put stuff. The electrics of the house, the wind, etc. After about a month, I started to see shadow people, kind of like the shape of Slender Man. Ew. Except just as a shadow. Sometimes it was small and just in the corner of my eye, and sometimes it was a massive looming person, and I could stare right at it without it moving. When I mentioned this to my housemates, everyone else said they had seen similar things. We decided that doing a Ouija board would help. It never helps. It, it never, never helps. helps. It makes it worse. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Girl. All right. <sighs> we talked to the spirit of a child who was stuck in the house, but didn't get hit. But didn't get to talk to him long before Mama came and yelled at us for killing her son. And living in her house. I don't want to say this name, but I'm going to. We also talked to Zozo. (sighs) If you don't know who Zozo is, he's a demon. And apparently you summon him by saying his name. So thanks, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to repeat it. So also thank you, Luke, I guess, for accidentally giving Katie the uh, cursed story. (sighs) So we talked to him who showed up and told me to kill myself or it would kill me. Okay, that's that's just not nice. After that night, things got worse and more frequent. Shocking. The heat would be manually turned off. The back door would fly open despite it always being locked. Everyone having strange and graphic dreams. And myself and one other housemate both had shadow men constantly in our bedrooms watching us. Mm-mm. They didn't cause any harm, they just kind of pissed us off. Messing with the lights, turning off her TV while she was watching it, moving stuff on my shelf. One night just before Christmas, my house housemate Snake went missing from his cage and dis- disappeared. Despite the cage still being closed and, un- and being unable to escape from, the snake was never found. One morning, I was lying awake in bed after being unable to sleep. It was about 7 a.m. and our intruder alarm goes off. Nope. I go to check it out, and I see the ghost of a little boy no older than eight years old running down the hall to the front door. He opened it and walked out. After everyone else awoke from the alarm, there was no signs of entry at all, which could have triggered the alarm and all doors were locked. I told my friends what I'd seen, and they said they'd all seen the little boy too, but at various points of us living there. All seven of us know this house has something in it, but since that morning when the boy left, most of the activity has stopped. We still sometimes see the shadow men and hear noises, but we just pretend it doesn't happen. This was over a year ago, and I have since moved, and the shit stopped, but I wrote this out when it was happening, and I think about it often. It freaks me the fuck out. Rightfully so. 
Anyway, I'm hooked on the podcast and will become a patron when I get myself a proper job. I've just graduated from university. Congratulations. Love (laughs) y'all. Love y'all, Alex. We love you too. And thank you for your story, um, even though I hated every minute of it. (laughs) Yeah, and thank you for cursing my co-host. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Rebecca, guess what? What? I got my heathen hippo candle in the mail today. Really? So did I. Yeah, so I got the fireside scent, and it is literally my favorite thing in the world right now. I got my white tea and fig scent, and same. Yeah, they're amazing. Not to mention, our cute little logo looks so good on the front of this candle. I 100% agree, and I just, I don't know. I want to send one to everyone. Same. They're super affordable. They're natural because they're made out of soy. And because they're made out of soy and they're natural, they burn evenly. There's no lingering smoky smell. And they even use my favorite wood wicks. Yeah, so that nice little crackle. Oh my goodness. Especially with Fireside, I imagine that would be so nice. Yeah, it's literally like I'm sitting next to a campfire in my cramped little studio. It's perfect. (laughs) I love it. So, guys, if you want one, there are nine fragrances, five customizable font options, or you can get some of their really fun standard label options. They have some Joe Exotic ones that are calling my name. So, if you want to buy some of these adorable, affordable candles, go to Heathen Hippo on Etsy. And you can use our little code, CTKPOD, and save 10%. Yeah, so uh, literally not seeing any reason you shouldn't do that. So, head on over right now. Like, right now. Right now, do it. (laughs) All right, so we took a brief break because we noticed something a little bit weird about the stories. Uh, So the story that I had read about the ghostie in the kitchen, that was actually sent to us by Mysteria Wayne, and not Amy. So thank you, thank you, Mysteria. Yes, Mysteria. <laughs> Sorry, I have the memory of a pancake. So uh, the next story I'm going to read is the one that was sent in by Amy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that got mixed up, but it did. <sighs> okay, so Amy wrote. In 2011, I discovered I was expecting my third kid. The house we were living in at the time, we we bought when we had one kid. So, needless to say, number three was really going to make the place feel even smaller. <laughs> yeah. As a kid with two siblings? Understandable, yeah. Uh, my folks had bought a place about a year prior to this. It had a two-story house on the property. When I was fairly large and pregnant, we went over for dinner at their house. It has a beautiful kitchen with a bar you can sit at, sit and eat at. I was sitting in a swivel chair talking with my mom. I felt a hand on my back, right between my shoulder blades, as though someone was behind me and wanted to say something. I assumed it was one of my other kids. I stopped talking and looked to my side where it felt like a person would have been. No one was there. Oof. 
no, 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 no. My mom asked what was wrong. I said it just felt like someone touched me. I was honestly not alarmed by this. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I would be. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had my mom look on my back to make sure there wasn't like a giant spider or anything back there. I brushed it off as nothing. Fast forward a little bit. My folks decide to buy a repoed modular to place on the property next to the house and allowed my family to move into the big house. What a relief! Or not. Oh. I don't like where this is heading. Mm-mm. The first night, I kept hearing boxes sliding across the floor. We had a live-in nanny at the time, and I assumed homegirl was up all night unpacking. Again, not concerned. The next morning, I asked her if she had been unpacking. She said no. I asked my then-husband if he had heard the boxes moving that last night. Nope. Okay, it was weird, but nothing that I couldn't try to dismiss. Oh, denial is our best friend. (laughs) Uh, Let's move forward a week or so later. My dad came over for some coffee. I was pouring his cup of coffee, and again, I felt something touch my back between my shoulder blades. This time, I knew it wasn't anyone because my back was leaned against the counter. What? Oh, boy. I laughed it off. It didn't scare me, but I still didn't think it was a ghost or anything. I figured I'd just have weird back spasms or something. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Amy, I love you. Okay. (sighs) Later that week, the direct TV guy came to install the dish. My dad was super annoying, telling the guy he can't put the dish here or there because of fuck, I don't know. But it's my folks' house, so what do I care? Dad must have annoyed the man because he cut the cable that ran to the antenna. What a dick. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yes, we had one of those things, too, because we got a lot of storms in that part of Tennessee, so it wasn't uncommon to lose signal on satellite. So I have Dad come over and try to repair that cable. While we were in the living room and Dad was connecting cables, I heard what I thought sounded like a pop sound coming from the kitchen. I thought maybe Dad touched an electrical wire and shorted something. Oh, God. <laughs> that, would, that would be a nightmare in and of itself. I walked into the kitchen. I hear another pop. I look where it came from, and it was the toaster, which, by the way, is next to the coffee pot. I felt the sides of the toaster, and it was hot. It was a double toaster. Remember, I have a small herd of kids. (laughs) And I noticed the left lever was down. I hit the cancel button, and I swear to God, I watched the right lever go down. I... I don't like that. I unplugged it for some reason, thinking that that what I saw was a defective toaster. I bought it about a month or so prior, so I was just more concerned about being able to trade it in for one not defective. (laughs) (laughs) I was not thinking about ghosts or anything. I unplugged it and told Dad he must have done something that made my toaster no longer want to work. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Poor dad. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Okay. I mean, I guess you could break a toaster shorting stuff out, but not that way. (laughs) 
The next morning, I plug in the toaster to make the kids their breakfast toast. I realize then, as I'm lowering that lever, that there's nothing electrical that does that. Something needs to physically push it down. Okay. Trying not to panic, I decided to look up that toaster to see if there was a recall on it or something. (laughs) Girl, your denial is so strong. Now I am really freaking out. I am thinking back to the day prior and how I watched that motherfucker lower itself. At this point, I don't want to stay here. I don't blame you. (laughs) Yeah, who would? Uh, September comes around. The night of August 31st, I was fast asleep. I woke up because one of my arms got so cold. It was tingling like it was asleep, but I was also super cold. But being a whale and pregnant made me think that I probably had a pinched nerve or some circulation (laughs) issues. But then I felt the fucking sheets pull up to cover me. Y'all, I was alone in that bed. I was fucking alone. Mm -mm. Something moved these sheets. I felt it moving, but I wouldn't open my eyes. At this point, I realize 100% that either I am losing my fucking mind or this house is haunted. Oh my god. Seemingly by a caring ghosty, but no fucking thank you. I remembered the date because I ended up going into labor and giving birth a month early to my boy. Aww. I mean, I think. Yeah. <laughs> scared labor? Being scared can induce labor, right? Mm-hmm. Any kind of stress. Mm, don't like that. After I came home with the baby, I was terrified to be home by myself. No one else claimed to have had anything happen to them. Why are you looking behind you, Katie? I just, I just heard a knock. The ghosty transferred. D- I don't hear anything. Hello? Now I heard that. This is not funny. It's not. I'm not doing anything. I hear Stuart in that room. Like I can hear him talking. haunted fucking house okay well at least this is on camera and people know i'm not fucking crazy (laughs) yeah no i definitely heard that knock okay i'm not gonna turn back around so (laughs) great and i just get to stare at your door so thank (sighs) you okay sorry sorry amy to take away from your story a little bit uh okay After I came home with the baby, I was terrified to be home by myself. No one else claimed to have had anything happen to them. But when I was there alone, I could hear walking upstairs. Times I would go upstairs to grab something or change. If I left the TV on, it would be off when I came back down. I honestly thought I was losing it. I saw my therapist because I thought maybe I was crazy. He deemed that it was, and I quote, More likely your house is haunted than you losing your mind. Oh, that's reassuring. (laughs) In one way, yes. In the other way, absolutely fucking not. (laughs) 
My parents had said that the house was built in the 1990s. I couldn't find anything at all that had happened there. I asked around and learned that the age of a house is determined by the age of the foundation. The house used to be a one-story house built in the 1800s. In the 1990s, they had foundation issues. They decided to raise up the house, make the second floor the original house, and build a new first floor along with a new foundation. The woman who lived there before had a reputation for being crazy because she told people that she could hear people saying her name in the house. Ew. I hate that. I don't think she was crazy. I think that whatever is there finds vulnerable people and communicates with them. Maybe they try to reach out to other people but can't get through. My parents have rented it out several times with no one complaining about hauntings. Hmm. Likely story. (laughs) Well, I guess you were just lucky, Amy. Thank you for that nightmare inducer. Uh, I mean, I guess thank you, because I don't know what what the fuck was with that knocking, but okay. <laughs> oh. I'm paranoid. Right, you said you have one more? Yeah. I guess I have two. Okay. <laughs> oh, this one's from Katrina. Who's Katrina? Katrina from the Facebook group. Yay! Hi, Katrina! I thought it was like close friend or something and I'm like I don't know who that is I mean she's a I would consider her a friend she talks to both of us quite a bit yeah no but I thought you meant like a friend you knew in person oh no (laughs) none of my friends are cool enough to send in listener stories I guess but anyway (laughs) wow what a bunch of jerks (laughs) okay so Katrina says hey spooky ladies hey girl hi Barton Corbin, I would love to hear this on the podcast. Thank you for the suggestion. I don't have a lot of information on this stored in my brain, but I will recount what I do know. This is such a tragic story, but here's what I can remember. (laughs) So Barton Corbin was my mom and I's dentist. I think I remember her talking about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I was so excited for this one. Okay, (laughs) let's do this. So he was their dentist in the early 2000s. I was very young at the time, so I only remember small blips of going to his office. I will say my mom found him a little odd, but didn't think anything of it. Then fast forwarding to 2004, which at this time he was no longer our dentist, and I do remember what comes next. The the nitty gritty details will need to be checked. Okay. There is a report that comes out that Barton Corbin's wife, Jennifer Corbin, was found shot dead. By their seven-year-old son. Uh, yeah, uh uh-huh, sure. Hmm. If I'm remembering correctly, he then proceeded to walk to the neighbor's house and say, Daddy shot Mommy, please send help. Or something along those lines. I think Barton tried to play it off as it was a suicide, but thanks to gunshot residue that was left on his wife that was left on his wife, Jennifer, and himself was proven incorrect. This case brought back a previous case that he was, a previous case he was implicated, I guess that's supposed to be, he was implicated back in 1990. The death of his dental school girlfriend, Dorothy Heron, she was found, yeah, she was found shot to death in her apartment with a gun in her lap. Hmm. 
During the initial investigation, the authorities were unable to pin her death on him for some, some reason. Thank God karma's a bitch. True. So once he was charged with his wife's murder, the authorities were able to put the, piece, the pieces together for Dorothy's case. These ladies were found in generally the same condition. I'm pretty sure they were shot in the same manner and they were left to be found as if they had com- completed suicide. All right, then. I hate this guy. Yeah. The court proceedings are above my head as I was in fourth grade at the time. So that went in one ear and out the other. Don't worry, I looked it up, though. She did leave a link if you want to look at that. Also, according to a couple more articles, I found... I found it looks like he may be up for parole late this year. Ew, 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 ew. Excuse me? Yeah. Wow. Also, there's a TV movie depicting this called Too Late to Say Goodbye, where Rob Lowe plays Barton. Uh, Rob Lowe will always be tainted in my mind. Vomit. (laughs) Also, 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 there's a book that inspired the movie written by Anne Rule, Too Late to Say Goodbye, a true story of murder and betrayal. I feel like the retelling of the story is very bad, so I think it deserves its own research and episode. I think you did a great job. Let's not forget how vile this man had his hand... Oh my god. How this vile man had his hands in my mouth. I didn't even think about that. Getting away with one murder. Chills. On to my ghostly listener story. I'm not good at telling stories, so bear with me. I disagree because the first one was good. The first one was great, Mm -hmm. so you're wrong. (laughs) My dad, stepmom, and siblings used to live in a house where there was a Civil War soldier buried in the backyard, headstone and all. Okay, I already don't like this. My sisters would complain to my dad at night that there was a man in their closet, so he would go in there, speak to the soldier by name, and tell him to stop bothering them. When I would visit, this would be my designated sleeping area. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Yay! I remember at one point sleeping on the couch in the living room because I was so scared of their bedroom, even though I would be alone in the living room instead of with my two sisters. This was also when my brother was still in diapers. I remember going in his room to change him or at least grab a diaper and wipes. Something along those lines. I could not complete the task at hand fast enough because the entire time I'm standing there, I felt as if someone was watching me. Ugh. Everything in me was telling me to bolt out of the room. This was in the middle of the day. Let's just say I avoided that room as much as possible. Well, I hope to hear these stories on the show soon. You will. (laughs) You will! (laughs) Let me know if you have any questions. Keep this shit up. Y'all are doing great. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Love your favorite listener and new BFF, Katrina. Thank you, Katrina. And stop doubting your storytelling abilities because you did great (laughs) i mean your storytelling abilities are better than my storytelling abilities so (laughs) i was gonna say i think you might have me beat so (laughs) wow i don't like that Mm -mm, not at all okay so i guess i have two listener stories left to tell for some reason so this next one was sent to us by ashley from a facebook group called crisp nights and halloween frights because i was very very adamant that we were going to have a listener episode so i just started asking the entire internet uh so she says i grew up in an extremely haunted house 
I slept in a room that led to the upstairs every night when I went to bed. I had to be facing away from that door with my bedroom door open or I would get sick. Hmm. Yikes. When I was 10, my pawpaw died and it was the only night I slept with my door shut. My papa's apparition sat at the end of my bed and told me it was okay. He was home. Mm. Later, we caught a picture of him looking out the porch window at me holding my little brother he never got to meet. Ouch. <laughs> I am about to start crying, so <sighs> excuse me. So that was the entire extent of that beautiful little story. Oh, the next one is also very small, <laughs> but another good one. Uh, probably not going to make me cry, though. <laughs> uh, so this next one was sent to us by Kayla Russell, who also was in that same group. Kayla said, when I first moved into my apartment, I had this crazy dream that I was banishing spirits with my daughters by my side in all the mirrors of the house. And I woke up in the middle of the night and felt like I was being watched. The next morning, there were footprints that led to nowhere outside of my window. Ew. Nope. Yeah. So some people actually sent in pictures from their listener stories. So like Kayla sent us pictures of the footprints. Um, and then I think, yeah. Dominique sent us pictures of the inside of the asylum. So we're going to post all of these pictures as well as our video recorded version of this on our Patreon. So if you haven't joined us there, do it. Uh, (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Whatever Mm -hmm. floats your boat. So if you want to see some spooky pictures and you want to watch us be super awkward on camera, that's an option. (laughs) <laughs> and you also get to see my freaked out face with whatever knocking was coming from my door. So you won't yeah. miss that. <laughs> Otherwise, you probably will just be very confused as to why we're suddenly quiet. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not editing it out. Sorry, guys. Just not going to do it. I was more incentive. I <laughs> no, it's more incentive. <laughs> All right. Uh... Do we want to do CTK at the end of this, or? Um, I mean, why not? All right, so Katie, what chilled, thrilled, or killed you since we recorded yesterday? Um. That? (laughs) That noise. Um, but I know I've told you that there's definitely something in my house, and eventually on a episode of the serial chiller chronicles i will go into depth on everything that has happened but today i was off because i had to take my dog to the vet she's doing great by the way and i got home and was doing some last minute stuff getting ready for dinner and Stuart wasn't home yet i walked from my kitchen to my bedroom and i heard something hit the floor I was like, okay, I have now five dogs in my house, so there's always random noises. Mm-hmm. So I go to leave to meet someone for lunch. I go to close my door, and I hear the same noise again. So I turn around and look, and there's a screw sitting in the middle of the floor. 
And I was like, okay. My boyfriend does HVAC, so when he comes home, there's literally screws everywhere. <laughs> so I'm looking at the ground trying to figure out where this came from because it's, like, in the center of my kitchen. And I look, and as I'm looking, I see another screw fall from the ceiling. Just straight um. down onto the floor. Yeah, so I talked to Stuart about it because I'm not super familiar with construction, but I know those are not sheetrock screws. Like, there's a big difference, and we couldn't find anywhere where the screws would have come from. There's no holes in the ceiling, nothing. So that definitely chilled the crap out of me. So, what about you? (laughs) What were your chills, thrills, or kills in the past 24 hours? (laughs) I don't know that I have one. Um, Yeah, I wasn't able to sleep last night, so I have been up for over 24 hours now. Yeah, yay! I'm (laughs) extremely exhausted, Uh, so that's kind of been killing me. I don't... Yeah, nothing exciting has happened at all today. I just worked on no sleep. Mm. Oh, the computer, so the program that I'm having to use for my job is like Amazon Workspace that I can connect remotely because the VPN server we use no longer works for my computer for some reason. And that spent the entire day just kicking me out of my job that I was doing. So my entire day was like, redoing one one part of my job over and over and over so I hit nowhere near goal because I'm in production so yay oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so it's just a really long ass day and like working an eight hour shift is one thing when the program works and you can actually do your job but when it's constantly like, oh, hey, do the same thing you just did. five. I mean, my whole job is doing the same thing over and over and over again. But when it's like, you know, you're doing the same thing over and you're not getting any of the credit for it. It's just. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. So that is that for me. Uh, also, my tattoo artist shop is opening again, but I'm going to have to put off finishing my memorial tattoo that I started for my grandpa just because I don't feel comfortable getting tattooed currently with the pandemic being what it is Uh, yeah so that just feels unfinished like I already have this memorial tattoo for my grandma and so I have a tree with a swing for my grandpa starting on my back but it's not done and I really just want it completed I feel that. So I guess that's it. Um, Oh, thrilling. I might be dyeing my hair soon, so. Oh, that's always fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be done by my older sister because I'm a broke bitch. Yeah, I don't trust anyone to color my hair, so I normally do it on my own, so it'll probably be easier to have someone help you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have two people that I trust. I trust a family friend who is actually a licensed hairstylist and he does an amazing job. And then my older sister, when we lived together as kids, because we were separated when I was like 12 or something, long story, great dad. Uh, so she used to just do my hair, like she dye it, cut it, whatever, no training, nothing. She can even bleach my hair. And I'm just like, all right, let's, let's do this. Change will be good. So yeah, nothing, nothing as exciting as your screws falling from the ceiling and random knocks happening in your house. So I'm the boring one of the podcast and it's fine. I mean, you can have all of that. No, thanks. <laughs> no, Luke's mom banished the one ghost we did have here, thankfully. So. Oh, well, I mean, like I said, I'll share. I'm more than happy to not have to deal with this. <laughs> I'd really rather you didn't, though. Mm, thanks. <laughs> hey, you guys get to see all the weird, stupid faces I make now. You too, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's horrible. Please stop. <laughs> oh. All right, so... We should probably wrap this up. <laughs> All right, guys. So if you like what you do, maybe even love us, go ahead and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at CTK Pod. Or find us on our Facebook group at CTK Podcast. Or send in more amazing listener stories that next time we won't fuck up on to our email at chills, thrills, and kills at gmail.com. And then to those of you who aren't currently listening on Patreon, or watching, rather, on Patreon, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ctkpod. Yeah. You might want to join just to see these videos. They're they're pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that going forward, just so that my boyfriend doesn't get sick of looking at my zombie face, we might just start recording in video form. It was fun. Yeah, I like seeing your beautiful face. So we might just start recording in video form for Patreon only. So if that's something you're interested in, maybe get on that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, until next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>